I am Father John L. Agundes. Today is Thursday, February the 8th, 2024. It is 10.30 a.m. in Alberta, Canada, and this is Learning to Pray. In Rome, everything speaks about the Pope. For instance, the Fountain of the Four Rivers that is located in Piazza Navona and that was designed by Gian Lorenzo Bernini. In that fountain, you will see a representation of the four most important rivers in the world. The Ganges in India, the Nilus in Africa, River of La Plata in the Americas, and then Danube in Europe. In the representation of Danube River, you will see the Pope's personal coat of arms, since it is the longer river closest to Rome. Innocentius X ordered this monument to be built, and if you look at this fountain carefully, you will see a small text that says, quote, Innocentius X Pontifex Maximus Exaratum Lapidem Spatiantibus amenitatem, sitientibus potum, meditantibus escam, which means Innocentius X ordered this monument to be built as a delight for walkers, as a water fountain for the thirsty, and as intellectual food for those who meditate. And what is this intellectual food for those who meditate? Well, if you look at the fountain, and you think about it, there is a representation of all the world. The four rivers, the four most important rivers in the world, are there, right? And the most important one is the one carrying the Pope's personal coat of arms. Because the Pope is not only the pastor of the Catholic Church, the Pope somehow feels deep down in his heart the weight of all humanity. Everything in Rome speaks of the Pope. For instance, at the room of Heliodorus in the Vatican Museums, you will see paintings by Raphael that deal with the theme the intervention of the Pope is what saves, because the Pope is invested with the power of the Holy Spirit to lead the Church, right? So in that room you will see four paintings. The first one is Liberation of St. Peter, okay, that depicts the moment when... St. Peter was taken out of prison in a miraculous way by one of the angels that appeared there because, again, Peter is the first pope and he's got the power of the Holy Spirit with him, right? Then there is the Mass of Bolsena. There is a Eucharistic miracle in the 1200s that happened in the Diocese of Orvieto in Italy and it was a huge Eucharistic miracle. And Urban IV, the pope, studied the miracle and approved this Eucharistic uh, miracle and took the corporal with the blood of Christ and took it in procession from Bolsena to the cathedral of Orvieto. Then there is another painting that is the encounter between Leo the Great with Attila. Attila, the king of the Huns, was expanding his empire south in Europe and he arrived in Rome with an army. And And Leo the Great, the pope, just reached out to talk to Attila to come to terms of peace, right? 
And after that encounter, in a miraculous way, Attila decided to turn back and to leave Rome untouched. Again, the power, the intervention of the Pope is what saves. And finally, the expulsion of Heliodorus from the temple. That means as well the power of the church in front of all its enemies. So wherever you are in Rome, you will have the opportunity to see the presence of the Pope, to feel the presence of the Pope. And that's a good thing to keep an eye on keep an eye open upon so that you can pray for the Pope during your days there. Everything in Rome speaks of the Pope. If you visit the headquarters of Opus Dei, you might have the opportunity to visit in one of the terraces up there in the building. You will enjoy a nice view of Rome and you will read this inscription there by San Jose Maria. Oh Rome, how you shine, how beautiful you look from here in a splendid panorama, how you stand out with your many monuments of antiquity, but your noblest and purest jewel is the vicar of Christ in whom you alone glory. End of quote. So that's a manifestation once and again of the constant presence of the Pope in Rome. And of course, this one is a good manifestation of the love for the Pope that San Jose Maria always had in his heart. That is a good example for us to always learn from him so that we can always love the Pope, whoever he is, to pray for him, to be good children of the Pope in the Catholic Church. And yeah, that's something that is constantly present in Rome. Eh? So if you have the opportunity to be in Rome, pray for the Pope. And finally, that's a good resource you can use in your mental prayer. Sometimes in mental prayer, if you don't have anything to say or you don't know what to say or you don't know how to proceed in your mental prayer, you can always pray for the Pope. Eh? And in order to pray for the Pope, it is good that we know what he is doing. Eh? I can tell you that last year, the Pope delivered amazing audiences on Wednesdays about apostolic zeal. Eh? The Pope delivered every Wednesday a brief speech on apostolic zeal that you can find it on vatican.va. And it's amazing catechesis on the apostolic zeal that in the Catholic Church we have to work on, right, as apostles. And now, in those audiences on Wednesday, the Pope is talking about vices and virtues. Plus, he has declared 2024 as year of prayer. Eh? And there will be books coming out and there will be encounters with people to experience different kinds of prayer. So the Pope this year is going to be very into vices and virtues and into mental prayer. So that's something for us to know, to pray for, and to implement in our lives. Eh? To work on virtues, to avoid vices, to learn to pray, which is what we are trying to do in this podcast. So yeah, that's an important thing. If we know what the Pope is doing, we will pray more for him. And that's going to be of big benefit for the Catholic Church. I hope that these ideas were useful. If you want to comment something, please send me an email to john.agundes at gmail.com. That is john.agundes at gmail.com. And I will answer all your questions. I'll see you in the next episode.